It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I want to lose. I want to win. I need professional help. Sports Betting Weekly. Sports Betting Weekly, sponsored by EasySportsData.com. The books use data. Shouldn't you too? And this is Easy Sports Data, like the preschoolers use. EasySportsData.com. I win here and I win there. Now what? Sports Betting Weekly. I want to win. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. You should also check out sportsbettinglessons.com. You'll learn some old tricks because sometimes how you bet is more important than who you bet. Sportsbettinglessons.com. Let's just do it. Let's meet this thing head on. And you were you were in it to win it. Talk about an education. Sports betting weekly. Wow, winning. Sports betting weekly. Sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome to Sports Betting Weekly. I am Second Half Chaz. We've got Blackhawk West from 151 yeah. Sports. John from GMS Sports Consultants. We've got preseason football, but the bottom line is really the way we bet, guys, is we look for opportunities. And that's why I was talking to Wes while we were in the green room how the summer was an incredible, incredible run of sitting around and looking for opportunities. We knew what we liked going in, and just because you don't bet a preseason game doesn't mean you don't have a clue of what's going on, especially if you're a sports fan. So let's go out, first of all, to Blackhawk West. Uh, Blackhawk, we're starting a new show. I'm thrilled to do it. I love the CFL. A? A, you're good at it, too. That's the thing. You know what? This <laughs> well, not The only reason we're doing it is because you're good at it, man. You're good at it. Well, it, it's fun to watch. It really is. And I when when uh, when college football shows up, you know that that's fun as well. But CFL is just a different game. So I, I'm I'm looking tonight. The game doesn't start until eight thirty Eastern time. Uh, but we're we're looking at we're looking at Calgary against BC, and uh, the, the spreads moved around a little bit. What we saw last week with the CFL is these spreads move around a lot because I I think that it takes a little to move a line versus what it would take like in, in the NFL or even a Monday night football game. But uh, I'm, I'm going with Calgary and uh, it was minus six and a half when I played it. And you might be able to find that somewhere else. But uh, last weekend it was all dogs with two dog outright wins, but I, I like Calgary laying the six and a half here uh, against BC. I, I don't think Calgary is going to go over in the second half the same way that Sash did to, to let them back in the game. Uh, Bo Levi Mitchell for Calgary. I've said it for years. He's a he's the one CFL quarterback I, I would love to see play in the NFL. Uh, I just think his style and, and he, he can be very Tom Brady-esque the way that he, he just moves down the field. So I love Calgary laying the six and a half tonight. Well, we'll talk about uh, the rest of the schedule later on in the show because we're following it for our easy sports data and we'll be putting out data. And, and we're going to talk a little bit what it's like I mean, there's three games tonight. I have action in all three games, yet there was no data from last year to look at. And it's a, that's kind of a surreal little world that we're in. However, those little bets in the beginning, right, John? Then you come back with the live action from twice as much, and you win, and you're good. You're going to be doing the show on Saturday. It's going to be a lot of different things. You know, we'll play off how that impacts Thursday because – you know, you, I don't necessarily want to cover the same stuff twice, but you don't really have to. The way we do Thursdays is we come in with a pre-idea uh, of what we think is going to happen, and, and then we see what really happens, and we deal with it accordingly. Isn't that what we do every week? 
That's it. You know, you, you have to uh, pick and choose your advantages and, and learn when again. And if you're eyeing a certain spot, there's always kind of better opportunities throughout the game. So even if we took something previously, maybe throw a little bit more on it. Or maybe if you kind of waited to see if you got a better line and you did get a better line, guess what? Now you're playing the game better. That's what sports investing is all about. You put yourself in a great position, a great opportunity to uh, get the better line in, yeah, in that spot. Like so, yeah. Them. You still liked them. You liked them at minus seven. Now you like them at minus two and a half for sure, right? That's kind of how you look at it. Yeah, well, that's exactly what it's in. And you keep building. And, and it's all about bankroll management. And, you know, Wes has preached that. And, and I'm sure all of his guys know that. And the same thing with my guys, too. You know, managing your bankroll, getting, knowing when to not, not only fire the units, but those half units and the quarter units and keep going because those adds up throughout the game. And once again, this is all about value, guys. This is all about sports investing, not necessarily gambling, knowing when to put your money in at the right time. And that's a, that's a difference if you want to truly make it long term. What about the, the picture you sent? You sent us a picture from the, the book you were somewhere watching baseball, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. we watched some baseball, or, or early morning baseball, and uh, we were getting ready for the uh, late night games today. Did you have action on the game you were watching? Early morning, yes. We had the Cardinals early morning, which was a little stressful because it got stressful late. But I just felt that Cardinals was a good game to play early. We pass on the MLB. Right now, MLB gets tricky. If you haven't noticed, the books have adjusted. They already know who the favorites are. They already know who's in the playoffs. They already know who wants to improve. And if you're following baseball, these lines jump up. The, I mean, these lines have been over 200. 230, 240, 250. Not a lot of wiggle room if you're no, playing, that's, that, you know, that's, straight bets for that. That's for teams that are like nine games over 500. Why? Yep. If you're nine games over 500, you're not that good. You're not a yeah, minus yeah. 245 team, you know? Hey, hey, exactly. I, I noticed that even with some of the uh, Oakland A's games or even, you know, just even the Padres. You, you know, you see some crazy, crazy, crazy odds. And those are the games where you kind of look at it and you're like, you want to know what? I'm going to pass. There's no value. So, you know, once again, that's the what kind of I things that you learn when you're, when you're better. Kind of stay away and keep an eye on it. You know, maybe there might be some in-game opportunities. Right. What, what I've been doing and not necessarily betting like I was. You know, I, once, I gave baseball about six weeks of my life just because I was doing the data more than anything just to see if it worked. And it worked great. But it's just, you know, it's a lot of work and I like football better. But the team total aspect is still there. So I've had some of those. I'm just paying attention. You just see it. You could see when a team's not hitting. And you can't be afraid to say under four and a half. Four and a half seems like nothing nowadays. But when a team's not hitting and they ain't got three runs in nine straight games or they maybe scored four once and it's four and a half, that's what I look for. And then you're getting odds that are so much better. Like, mine, you know, minus 130 is really a big-time high number right on a team total. You don't see it much higher than that. Unless you're live, and then there's nine of them, which, of course, we've done as well. <laughs> it's kind of weird having ten. I had that one where it, I don't know what happened. It just got crazy, and I cashed from three and a half on up. I only had till ten and a half, but uh, it, it went up to like 14. So 11 and a half, 12 and a half, and 13 and a half would it cash. But like we talked about with Wes's system, you don't just keep chasing because at some point in time, every train ends, you know. So, Wes, let's talk a little bit about what's happening with you and preseason. Will you watch it? Will you look at it? Will you jump in? Do you have any plans to bet? Preseason, uh, I, I just, it's just not a viable investment option. And, and, and normally I'm, a, I'm 
should say, I'm always able to lean on that because I, I have that CFL. So that, that's where my attention and my action goes. This year's a little bit different because the CFL, we, we don't, we've gone a full calendar year without having it. So these first couple games, you know, they feel a little bit different and, and it's going to take a minute. Um, I probably got into it a little bit too heavy than I should have. But normally at this time of year, there's no reason for me to be paying attention to the MLB um, and, and these weird line movements that John's talking about. And there's really no reason for me to take a chance on a four-string quarterback that we might not even know his name tomorrow, probably don't even know his name today uh, on the NFL. Because CFL at this point, we're, we're normally like right around week 10, 12, you know. And so CFL has is, is got a proven track record. And if this was 2019, that easy sports data for the CFL, I mean, that's, that's a very smart tool at this point because it's got quite a bit of data. So I, I look at it. I care about my teams. You know, I, I obviously I, I'm, I'm from Chicago, so I'm a Bears fan. I live in KC, so I, I am a Chiefs fan. So I want to know who's going to be there. Um, you know, after the Super Bowl, I, I surely want to know what the new O-line looks like in Mahomes and, and those kind of things. But that's just being a fan. I don't look at it as a legitimate source of, of, um, of income or investing. And, and uh, I would just far rather throw the money at the CFL. And uh, that's, that's kind of where I, I leave it. I'm not really even looking too heavy well, into the horses right now. As you right mentioned, now, the CFL normally would be rocking and rolling right now where you would have a real good feel for what's happening. And again, it's been multiple years now. So it must have been eh, maybe 2017, 18 when you started, uh, you know, let me know your CF plays. And they were not at that point live action plays yet, if I remember correctly. Uh, it really wasn't until I think very last year, 19, that that there were some live action plays. But that's how the sports books do it as they as the sports betting evolves. Right? They offer more opportunities and more options. And and like I talked about as we came on, I hopped on New England team total over tonight. And the reason is simple: I'm just playing organizational trends at this point. If a team has done something seven of the last eight games on the road. <laughs> And it's in the preseason. That's four years of data, man. Four years. And so that's telling me that the ownership or the coach or the, the organization's philosophy is, hey, you know what? We're going balls to the walls and we're scoring and we're not scoring or we're not going to worry about anything and get guys hurt. Whatever the logic is, they get you all those U's or all those W's or all those L's. And that's it, right, guys. There's four letters I care about. The, uh, L. O, W, and U. It's really, yeah, that's it. W one I like most, but don't get me wrong. You get L's, you, you know, you get L's. The U, O thing, there's really, it's, it's an opinion. <laughs> it really is an opinion. All right, so where were we at? We talked about the preseason. We talked about, so we, we didn't really talk about the show. So, so John, I'm going to ask you if you have any of these um, uh, memories in your brain that I have, which is outside multiple sports books in my career, where the smell of marijuana was overpowering and it still wasn't legal in Las Vegas yet. Do you have any of those memories? We were kind of leading up to that point here in Las Vegas. They kind of expected it to be. And obviously, ever since it got legal, you could almost smell it still almost into the sports book to this day somehow because the, the draft will make it go that way. Um, you know, it is legal in Las Vegas. We have adopted that. We have multiple dispensaries here. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been leading up to that. I would probably say almost up to the year prior to legalization. Um, it was still kind of, I don't want to say a taboo thing, but people were still kind of openly doing it. 
um, you know, this is a city of sin and they call it the city of sin well, for, don't get me wrong, for a reason. So, yeah. So if you were smoking weed, even when it wasn't legal on the street, the people in Las Vegas, the cops in Las Vegas wasn't really doing anything to you except, hey, put that out. Yeah, they, well, they were like sitting on the steps smoking a big spliff while making the customers walk around them or anything. But it was it was pretty powerful. So that's one of the main reasons we're excited about Wake and Bake. You know, John, you know. There's a good chunk of the world that has no idea how early 9 o'clock is Saturday morning to watch college football. Kids were younger, a little easier. You might be up for an hour and a half already. But when you get older and your kids are out the door or you're by yourself and it's just you, if you party really hard, because Friday night, what time? The clubs close, right? 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock now? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, they go to 3, 4. There's some of them even open 24 hours if you wanted to do all that in Las Vegas. The all-nighter. Uh, that's not very good for waking up on a Saturday morning. We get here Saturday, it's nine o'clock in the morning. You have to be ready to hit the books. And and honestly, if you're betting, you got to get to the book before nine o'clock in the morning. Because if you ever been to a sports book in Las Vegas on a Saturday or a Sunday, the crowd is way way different in September than it is compared to right now. Right now, there's a lot of room. You don't have to worry about you you know fighting through the line. If you if you've been to a sports book anywhere in Las Vegas. It doesn't matter if you're on the strip or if you're at a local casino. There are tons and tons of people there. So you got to get there at least a half an hour before any game starts. So that's 830 in the morning. Yeah, yeah. That's the, then again, you got to wake up. You know, if, you, if you're hungover, you got to do something, whether you wake and bake or you, you, you pop a cold one. What are you know, the, the, the classics, the Bloody Marys, the, you know, the, the screwdrivers, those things. That's what you see them pouring. The girls are walking around with trays of those. At 8 o'clock in yeah, the morning on a Saturday. Bloody, Bloody Marys is a staple in my book. All right, so let's look at the uh, NFL because I do have a play. I have the over in the uh, Patriots game. Um, and let's see what it is. 18 and a half is what I have. It's 3 nothing. So it looks like the Patriots uh, have a field, but they're into the second quarter. So in that respect, uh, I would rather have more. And the Eagles are beating the Steelers 10 to nothing. On that game, I thought that those teams – probably would have a rivalry, would they not, John? Yeah, it's kind of the, the state of Pennsylvania. Those guys kind of have a, hit over, a hidden rivalry. They don't really play each other, but, you know, there, there's going to be some pride, obviously, in, in that be, between, uh, you know, interstate rivals and stuff like that. Kind of similar to when uh, Giants play the Jets. You kind of get that rivalry going. So regardless, Correct. even if it's in the preseason or in the regular season, little shocked at that because Steelers – Obviously had a had a game, so they they were able to knock the rust off last week, so to speak. So we'll, the, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So. We will be watching them for the second half. Patriots just kicked another field goal to go up six nothing. We'll be watching the second half. We had Steelers in the second half last week against Dallas because Dallas doesn't score. So that's the other thing, you know. Again, when you see nothing but W's or nothing but L's. One after another, five out of six, six out of seven, seven in a row, eight out of nine. It, it's it's hard to to not think there's something that's happened. I mean, you know, it's just not an accident. The book's not going, hey, you know what? For that team, let's make the total a little, little higher so they get a U. That's not how it works, you know. But uh, it is preseason, so I see Joe Flacco's name. Wes, did you know Joe Flacco is throwing for the Eagles? You know, it's like you – you could read my mind because I was just looking at that too. And it, I, it, that's a great move for them to get uh, a veteran into that, into that quarterback room. It looks like he's five of six now and he just threw a touchdown, but um, I don't know 
what that means that he's playing right now because typically the guy that they aren't going to be starting day one is the guy that they throw out there to take the hits right now. So I don't know if Flacco's going to be their starter or what, but he, he's he's got some good stats right now. Uh, and, and the Eagles are kind of a team where, for the fans' sake, they – they really need to score points and they need to look somewhat decent in the preseason because they really did not have a great year last year. So I, in this game and really the rest of preseason, the Eagles might be a team you latch on to and just look at to both score points and win games, even winning games as dogs. Just It's just a fan base that needs to gain some type of confidence after what after this past season. Well, yeah, you're, you're going to see a lot of scrappy play, I think, from Philadelphia because you would assume Jalen Hurts is probably going to be the number one, barring any injury. But they made some pickups. They made some transitions on, on defense and offense. They also have a new coach. So you got to think there's some motivation here. Philadelphia is similar to New York. That is a tough town when you're bad at football. These fans are going to get on the team. They don't want to be on the cover of the newspapers, the back page of the newspapers. So there's definitely some motivation I feel from the Philadelphia end to kind of pick this up a little bit. They don't want to hear it's a rebuilding year in Philadelphia. They don't want to hear that. They want to hear we have a team now. We're ready to compete. I'm like the U.S. I think they're going to start picking up the pace here. You know, it's funny because that, if you know, we deal with a lot of the fantasies on the other networks. We have sports podcast network with, uh, you know, Saturday night, the show I do with uh, Dan and Chris. Uh, even on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Well, the bottom line is it had to be a tough year if you have an Eagles quarterback the last two or three years in fantasy. I mean, that, that, that quarterback room has had some turnover, hasn't it, Wes? It has, and not just the turnover, the uncertainty uh, of who's playing, the injury. that I mean, Carson Wentz is playing, but then he's injured. You know, They had the Nick Foles from the Super Bowl then traded off. Uh, and then, you know, then there was that game where Jalen Hurts got pulled but should have finished the game because gave him a better chance of winning. So just uh, you're right, turnover, but just odd business and confusion in that quarterback room. And, um, yeah, just weird, weird stuff going on there that just is uncharacteristic of Philly. And really, it's since Andy Reid is gone. They thought the grass was greener. You see what I did there? Green Philadelphia yeah, Eagles. Yeah, I laugh at my own jokes, but uh, hey. Casey Casey won that trade, that that move with Andy Reid. Four sections. The first section is in no particular order because we don't have anything yet. We just got the shows. It's going to be, of course, you West doing the the Canadian football, and again at six thirty tonight. You like Calgary? You said right. I, I do like Calgary. Uh, the spread was six and a half when when I uh, hit it. It's now seven and a half. And I, I, you know, I, Bo Levi Mitchell, the way that he plays the quarterback position, he belongs in the NFL. Towards the end of the game, he picked it up, and uh, I, Calgary's not going to let BC back into the game the way that BC came on real late last week. I think last week Sask let off the gas, and Nathan Rourke is starting for BC. It's confirmed. He's a second string quarterback uh, out of Ohio, fifth year senior. It feels like it's seventh year senior Nathan Rourke but but uh, I I do like Calgary laying the six and a half I think they needed last week to shake off some dust but they're 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 running the ball well and that's a difficult thing to do in the CFL just because it, it it's only a, a three down game but I will say something that I I noticed last week everybody has a different unit but with the CFL be very careful because you know we talk bankroll management your unit pregame may not get accepted as live action so Pick a unit 
that you're confident is going to get accepted. If you got rejected on a, on a wager last week, mid-game, there's limits on the dollar amount live action, specifically with the CFL. And uh, you'll see lines move a lot more. It takes less to move the line. So if your unit, I'm just throwing a number out there, if your unit's a dollar, please don't expect that same dollar wager to get accepted mid-game. You're probably looking at, at 30 cents to the dollar in the, in the live action plays. So uh, I say that because if you're going to, if you're going to bring yourself back from a potential mistake, uh, you won't you be able to do it. If you're relying on that same unit. It ain't going to happen that easy. Exactly. No, and, and that's a house advantage. Just another house advantage. I mean, whether they don't have lines, it's a house advantage. When they take the game off the board, it's a house advantage. They're all house advantages. Uh, you know, but unless you're going to, you know, want to bet against your buddy, and if you keep beating your buddy, sooner or later your buddy's going to say, I'm not doing that anymore. So that's going to be one of the segments. Now, we, we've talked about Powell. Let me tell you, of all the sports where live action is powerful, it's without a doubt soccer. And the reason is so few goals are scored. But when they are scored late, they are very, very powerful. And Paolo does it. So we're, we're a global conglomerate what happens is paulo's in canada so you know what he might be talking eventually being guest on the cfl segment too um because he's up there and they're you know they've got for the first time individual games that they can bet they used to have to do just parlays but we're also talking about the uh, amount of action that happens in europe and greece is where his bets are played so he's calling from canada we're in the united states but he's betting in greece and he's called from Greece before he just can't go back to Greece because COVID is kind of stuck in Canada. The bottom line is, though, he's just a great handicapper. Now, sure, a lot of the plays he gives are just big. They, they're like what John was talking about. They're more than that. They're like 340, 320. But that's what we do. We do the small play, and if they hit, they hit. Almost always, you just got to be patient. You just got to be patient. The better team almost always wins in sports. But almost always. It's not like in horse racing, West, right? You could have the better horse, but what happens if he gets kicked in the head, right? By another horse. Doesn't do you a bit of good. So uh so so we're we're really excited about that. Of course, Mo's coming on because for what it's been my eighth season. This is my eighth season. The easy sports date has been with me from the get-go. It's actually everything else is because of the easy sports data that that we do, because it's just been such a powerful tool to help me cash tickets. And I think it's because we're betting on human beings, and human beings do what human beings do. Uh, you got brothers, you got sisters, you got family members, you got kids, you got adults, you got cousins, people you work with. People that do what they do are going to do what they do. And you could work with them for 30 years, they're going to do it. That's what they do. So that's what I think the data does. It helps find these human beings that are consistently doing the same thing. And we highlight it. But what do you do when Philadelphia is coming in and they're over in seven straight and the Eagles are coming in and they're under? In, in, in seven straight. Something's got to give is that situation. And what we're going to do is we're going to reach out to Mo, who's this knowledgeable and 15 and 0 streak he had through about four weeks at the NFL is still something I think about all the time. He was on fire. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk to him about a few of those. And then, of course, finally, wake and bake. Wake and bake will be the last thing we talk about because as soon as we go off the air, <laughs> we are, we're going to hopefully have a sponsor box in the break room that this marijuana company sponsors the set. Because you know what? There is nothing better than watching football on a Saturday morning in America 
If I had a button for the Star Star Spangled Banner, I'd be playing it right now. Don't, John, you you live in Vegas. Don't you love Saturday mornings? There is probably Saturday and Sundays when we get to that time, September, October, November. Those, those are the two mornings where, where you just love. Everybody loves waking up early. You, you, you wake up early. There, there's action at the sports books. There's people all around. And uh, I, I, I think this year, especially because kind of everything's getting back into a full swing. So we're going to see everybody happy to have uh, you, sports. You, John, you don't have to go every single Saturday and Sunday morning to get your bets. And you do a lot of your stuff uh, uh, and just go to watch games. Yeah, and bet yeah, yeah no, no, no. Yeah, yeah I, I do. I do probably, I, I would say 85 to 90 percent. But there's something, I, I don't know, call me old school whatever about going to the sports book going up to that window you know getting that ticket and getting that and ticket my tickets from delmar saturday that i got to cast exactly, you yeah. see but that I, I, you ticket in front of you you got to look down at it about 25 times to make sure you got the right line and then at half time you're looking at it and you want to make sure it's in your pocket and there, there's no greater feeling than that you know like i said and then not only that the best part about it is when you win because guess what you get to walk right back up to that window and there's no greater feeling. It's like you're you're on the prices right and you're running up to the window just like everybody else and you're high-fiving everybody on the line because everybody's winning. Oh, it's so true. You yeah. make friends so fast in a sports book if you got the same action. <laughs> but every, everybody loves each other. We're all happy and then, you know, we're all going to buy each other rounds afterwards. And, and, and there's no truly better feeling than being in a sports book, I think, with that physical ticket, don't get me wrong. I like, you know, when you get on the mobile app, it's still the same. We get the money, but I think for football, it's just a way different sort of nostalgia. And that's where memories are built. You'll, you'll never forget these memories. We had memories where we were sitting in the sports book, watching games, and you'll never forget that. You'll carry that on for years and years to go on. You know, two words you never get when you're betting online is large. Okay. I love when they say to me, Large okay. I love that. Those are two great words put together, man. Large and okay. That is the drink tickets. So they're like, do you want drink tickets? And you're like, yep, yep. I want as many yep. drink tickets as I can get. Yep. Actually, we I just talked to uh Steve Alford, who we know from working at Striders here in San Diego, who moved to Vegas and now is under that Caesars umbrella. Because as you know, there was like three buyouts in a row. You know, somebody bought somebody and the Caesars bought them. <laughs> You know. They obviously did the William Hill kind of transformation, so they're all changing out, kind of throwing it a little, little off point. But I'm interested to see what FanDuel and DraftKings does because I think their platforms, no offense to any of your sports book in Las Vegas, is way better betting-wise. All right, so where are we at? It's 6-0 Patriots. It's 13-0 Eagles. Canadian game, the CFL game. That's what I think we're going to slide over. We're going to slide over to CFL, and we're going to talk about the four games we, we'll, we'll take a break here in a few minutes. But before we do, let's talk about the four games. All right. So up to, I guess, for this next week, I won't be betting my own picks. I'll be betting Wes's picks for sure or plays. And then what will happen is once I have the two weeks of data in, then, but you know what? After two weeks, here's what you got. You might have two teams that played home games or two teams that played away games or one of each. And so either way, you really don't have a good read. But, Wes, as you give me those plays, it'll start to allow me to, to get a better feel for, you know, why the, I'm seeing the numbers I'm seeing. So let's look at 
Toronto, Winnipeg, Montreal, Edmonton, and Hamilton and Saskatchewan. Those are the, the rest of the games on the schedule. So Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday, those are two games that we would be talking about exclusively on to be determined, right? Uh, yeah, it would be what we're talking on to be determined. And, you know, there, there's there's some pieces there, you know, that, that are going to create a couple wrinkles in the data. But, you know, in, in the CFL, they have the twofer. They play in, in uh, many occasions, they play the same team two weeks in a row. So we got Toronto and Winnipeg tomorrow, and they're going to play each other again the following week. So it's in Winnipeg, but then the following week it goes to Toronto. Um, I In that scenario, I mean, Winnipeg is clearly the better team. Uh, but where the spread goes uh, from week to week, uh, that'll be a very interesting one to see. And the other one, this Winnipeg last week uh, against Hamilton, I think that, that you're probably going to see some lowered uh, game totals in both the Hamilton game this week and in the Winnipeg game, because that was a 19 to six game and Winnipeg and Hamilton, if they weren't playing together, they're each putting 30 points on the board. So, uh, you know, looking at, uh, again, I said, I like Calgary looking at tomorrow, um, Winnipeg for sure. And, uh, you know, the, the spreads aren't up yet. So at, at this point, it's difficult to give a number, but I'm going to be taking anything, any team total Winnipeg above 25. I'm going to be taking Winnipeg for the team total uh, in that game. And, uh, you know, the, the game of the week, the most exciting game to watch uh, as a fan is going to be this Hamilton and Sask game. Um, Sask had a 31-point lead at the half. They let BC back in for a backdoor cover this past week. Uh, and Hamilton uh, scored once. Hamilton doesn't have games where they only score uh, one touchdown. And, and this is going to be an angry team because they are coming off of a great cup loss to Winnipeg. Then an opener two years later to Winnipeg where they only scored one touchdown and didn't get the PAT. And now they're playing against Sask. I don't know where the spread's going to lie. I'm going to be playing Sask money line on Saturday. I think Sask is a better team. Cody Fajaro is the quarterback. He's one of the highest paid players. He might even be the highest paid player in the CFL. He's the, the new young gun CFL Patrick Mahomes, if you will. And uh, so my plays for, for this weekend, like, like I just said, I, I'm going to be on Sask for the money line. And uh, I'm looking at Winnipeg, and I'm looking at the, the game team total, anything above 25, I think is a gift on Winnipeg. I think that they they probably going to have 20 on the board before the half tomorrow night. Well, that's, you know, that's the other thing I talk about when people say, you're crazy, you don't bet preseason. When the first time I realized w w how valuable my data is for preseason was when I noticed the se one day we're putting into totals, guys, every single total for one of the sections was 17 and a half or 17. That was it. There was no outliers. It was just, I we don't know, make it 17. That's what it was so obvious. We don't know, make it 17. Now the Canadian lines are coming out late west but the bottom line is they don't know they they don't know they're gonna they're gonna they weren't last week we saw all dogs we saw all dogs and two of those dog covers were dog win yeah they they don't know um i'm interested to see where this winnipeg and toronto line goes because winnipeg just beat hamilton 19 to 6 
So now you take that over to Toronto, and what does that translate to? Is it going to be a double-digit point spread? I don't, I don't know that laying points after what we saw last week is the way that we want to go in the CFL. So it's going to be interesting to see where those lines go. Montreal against against the Edmonton Elks. Um, you know, Edmonton didn't look very good this past week. Montreal hasn't played. So that's the first so, game. That's the first game Saturday, and so yep, that's, because there's nine teams and they play four games. Montreal had that first bye. Yep, and that's that's a game where Montreal, you know, they have a, a fantastic mobile quarterback. He went, he went to Oregon, and, uh, you know, Montreal can score points, but that's historically not a great team. They certainly weren't a good team back in 19. The team doesn't even resemble what that team was. So I that's a game I, I would stay away from because Edmonton didn't look very good. So how do they come back from last week? And they're going to be trying to figure it out. But I think that this this Hamilton-Sass game, they'll have that one right for sure. And I think it's going to be very close, two points on either side. All right, so when we come back from break, we're going to kind of wrap up because the Loudmouths on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network are next. We are going to talk to Wes about some more stuff for the weekend. We're going to talk to uh, John about some stuff for the weekend. We're going to change the banner. I'm going to go up right now and change the banner. You can catch all our past winners at sportsbettingweeklylive.com. And that's the beauty, guys, of this easy sports day, the easy sheet that we're, we're going to be using this season. It's really a cheat sheet. That's all it is is a cheat sheet. But you don't have to believe that we were, had a good summer. You don't have to trust. Uh, it's like Wes said, that John came back from vacation and went 7-0. and You don't have to believe that we're saying these things because they're factual. Just go watch it. We have video of most of it. And uh, video for a couple years, and then the rest is all audio. But I think it would hold up in court. You're listening to Sports Betting Weekly. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. Uh, I am second half Chaz. We are joined by Black Hawk West. The other aspect of it, uh, Black Hawk West, is that we've got a whole weekend ahead of us. There's a lot of things to bet on, but you always find a little time for some equine opportunities. Uh, you got any horses you're looking at this weekend? I haven't looked at the ponies this week, although uh, this past weekend, Saratoga was pretty exciting to watch. Um, some big races out there, and and we had a we had a record. We had a, uh, I forgot the trainer's name, and it feels horrible. It's a name I use all the time, but he had the all-time wins total uh, for, a, for a trainer. It was pretty exciting to, to watch that history in the making. A lot of people would have guessed that Bob Baffert would be the one just because he's kind of an icon in the face of the sport. But uh, it, the, New York has been some really good racing this year. Numerous million-dollar races. Just really nice to see. Because I've always said, when, when, when Paul and I went through the pandemic day, together we recovered two racetracks and three soccer countries the bottom line is the horse racing is only good when the horses are good otherwise horse racing is ugly you know it really is but uh those were just a great great card and again i got to see the uh, let's see here i got a credit voucher i hit the race seven at saratoga i hit race 10 at saratoga so i got tickets to cash for saturday and what's beautiful for me wes is i'm 13 minutes from uh, early bird wagering at Delmar. So I hop up in the morning. It's beautiful. It's right on the water. You know, there's uh, there's a river that leads into the lagoon right by the back door where you go for early bird. And, you know, there's swans and ocean birds and people jogging. And guess what? Places like Delmar have pretty people that jog in there. Do you ever notice the most expensive zip codes, the joggers are pretty, Wes? Do you ever notice that? 
it's funny. Their, their, their shoes cost more than my house. But they look good. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going in right now. I'm going into this week's easy sheet. We, we put out a teaser of this week's easy sheet, and it covered the first four games of the weekend. Uh, so that would be this Washington-New England game. Oh, no, actually covered the two games today. Washington-New England. So let's look what we have. All right, it said that Washington had allowed less than nine points in the first half and six of seven. And the last time I looked, I don't think that they had a touchdown, that New England had a touchdown yet. So let's go to uh, – let's do that. Let's go here and go here. No, they, they don't. It's, it was two field goals that New England had. Yeah, yeah. So that's a you – know, that's a solid one that looks like it's going to continue. And what are the under-unders? That's the thing. The over-unders are right about that, right? Not for the first half. Nine and a half, if you can get team totals, because it's no different than, than Canada, Wes. What we were talking about is when we have the early games, these preseason games, they treat them the same way as the FCS uh, football that we talked about. You just don't see a lot of lines. All right? So what's it say for Washington in the first half? Washington normally lets up less than seven. Well, yeah, that's what they they gave up. No, no, no. Oh, okay, that was the overall, and this is the matchup. My bad. I was looking at the the same game. So yeah, and that's that's really how it works. You say what are they doing overall? But it doesn't matter what you're doing overall. I'll I'll never forget it, who it was. It was a I want to say it might have been the Vikings, but they they went the first three games on the road. They won every one. The first uh, three games. At home, they lost everyone, so they looked like they were three and three. But if you were betting that trend, you were six and zero. Oh, you know, and, and guess what? Six and zero, oh, Wes, is usually better than three and three, right? In the NFL, I'm more concerned with what their record is against the spread than I am what their record is in the standings. At the end of the season, is kind of when you do the math on the standings. But if they're going six and zero oh, ATS, that's that that's my Super Bowl champion. Yeah. All right. So here's here's what happens now. So. This data is on your phone. So it's in the palm of your hand, and it's just a cheat sheet. So it shows numbers. So it says less than or equal to 9, 6, or 7. That's their, their runs, or greater than or equal to 10. So that's what we're going to start looking at. We're going to look at its second half. We've got about five minutes left. We're going to look at the second half of these games, and I'm going to end up making a couple plays. So I already got New England team total over 18 and a half. However, you know what? I, I would like another field goal in the first half of, for that game if they're listening to me. Not quite sure, you know, if they're gonna give it a hundred percent. But if you're listening to me, I would like another field goal in the in the first half of that game. Uh, but in the second half, what's it say? It says Washington scores points. Washington scores, scores points, and uh, in their last eight, they oh no, no, it's points allowed. Oh my goodness, that's why. In their last eight, they're they're one in seven. They've lost seven of their last eight second halves, so that's eight games. This is one that we were talking about. That's that's really two years of data, correct? Four games a year. That's two years of data. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so when, when you look at this, the second half on the road, now this is New England. New England goes over in the second half, and that's a, a trend that says, well, okay, you got this team says they give up greater than – 20 is greater than 20 in the second half. They give up 20 points in the last seven out of eight games in the second half. It's got to be 10, right? Yeah, I'm using, I got my computer glasses. On. It's 10 points. So, but, yeah. and New England goes over. So that's what I'm looking at. And, and oh my God, how many times? And, and this is the same data 
that allowed me to nail the final score exactly the total in both the basketball and college football national championship games in the same season. And that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. So, yeah, so uh, so that's that's what I'm looking at. And then for the rest of the weekend, you know, I've got a full slate, right? There's more games on, on tomorrow. For There's one Canada game tomorrow, and then there are three NFL games tomorrow. Then there's two Canadian games on Saturday, right? And Saturday, there's another yep. two, five, there's uh, ten Saturday games. And then Sunday afternoon, actually, Sunday at uh, 10 o'clock. Sunday morning. So that's a regular kickoff time for us, Carolina and Indianapolis. And I'm telling you right now, what I've said about 9 o'clock on Saturdays goes for 10 o'clock on Sundays, especially because I'm normally on doing the D.C. show a little later at night. And those guys, it's three hours ahead of me. The, the bottom line is it's early. It's early to get up. What It says 1 o'clock for the Eastern time, but it's only 10 o'clock here. And those are the kind of games. It's going to be the Saturday morning 9 o'clock games and the Sunday morning 10 o'clock games, West that are going to make Wake and Bake one of the best segments we do because you're going to go right off of that segment and the games are going to kick off. So they'll be fresh, you know? Hey, well, and that's – I'm jealous. I would love to have a 10 o'clock kickoff. I am I kick off at 11 o'clock here. And, God, it feels – because I'm, I'm up at – Eight o'clock in the morning. So yeah, that that's going to be great. Right off the weekend bake into kickoff. Yeah. All right. So before we leave, uh, let's talk about your weekend. Weekend is is CFL. We got CFL action every day. I'm going to be looking at this this NFL preseason. Don't know that I'm going to be investing, but my members they'll, they'll probably get some opinions because I you know they do like to play the preseason and you know that's that's a full weekend right there. I mean it's football season, so it's jam packed every single day and and. Uh, for me, it kicks off at noon on Saturday, and it goes all the way really until nine o'clock. There's preseason football, so I'll be advising that to any of my members on the Chicago Options Trader Group that that want to text me for opinions and and check, and check right now on the bottom of the screen. If you check right now, you can see you can bet the same action as the guys. <clears throat> Your intro special for the weekend is fifteen bucks, so you check out the cash tickets page now. We need to update that because we've got to make it some more current. Because of course, it's only the second week of CFL, so we'll update that. But I definitely am looking forward to keeping track on Saturdays when we're doing Saturdays in Canada West of your, your win-loss record. I could not go back through the text were from two years ago, so I couldn't get that far back. But I know how many winners you sent me. That's what I do know. Yep. And, of course, I am second half Chaz. You've been listening to Sports Betting Weekly live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. So if it's 8.54 in New York, you're still watching live, and we're about to head off. Uh, to, to hand off to the loudmouths. And then to Monday, you know what it becomes Monday. Wes is calling marijuana companies to get a sponsor. That's what I got to do Monday. Not a bad day. If that's all you got to do, that's not a bad day. All right, Wes, anything else you can add before we say goodbye? No, always be cashing. All right, we'll talk to you guys uh, uh, next week. Always be cashing. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio.